rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most Harmless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. On this week's episode, we take you all the way to Fort Collins, Colorado, where we talk with the directors of the All Descendants documentary, Filmage. Uh, that night in Fort Collins, we were treated to a super special event with sets by Chad Price playing solo, Carl Alvarez's band, Endless Monsters. Hey, then we had a special screening of Filmage followed by two sets of all. Uh, one with Scott Reynolds and, of course, the other one with Chad Price. They blew the damn roof off the place. But uh, before before the ashes could settle, before before everything calmed down, I'm, I'm in line getting a beer. And then I hear Chad Price uh, remark on the uh, on, on stage, we're going to bring out a special guest to sing a couple songs. Well, goddamn, I'll be damned if I didn't stop everything I was doing, run all the way down to the very front to find myself in the middle of a Descendants surprise set. What a fantastic night. Um, you know, in fact, I found myself arm in arm with Garrett Dale from Red City Radio singing along to Hope. Holy shit, what a great night. Uh, it felt great to be 16 again, and I didn't really hurt that bad the next day. Uh, not bad for a 32-year-old like myself. Uh, I was a little nervous at first, to, you know, to watch filmage at the Aggie in Fort Collins because, well, the Aggie, it, it's a big, huge, you know, place. It holds about 750 people. Um, there were chairs for the uh, descendants, all family and friends, you know, um, but I found myself, you know, of course, standing at the back. Aggie doesn't have air conditioning. Thinking to myself, this could either be a miserable or fantastic experience. Thankfully, it was a fantastic experience. I could stand for 90 minutes and watch a fantastic documentary. It was incredible. Hell, I could have watched 30 more minutes of that film standing there. That's how great it was. You know, uh, right before we did the interview, I told that to the director, James. I was like, man, I could have watched at least another 30 more minutes. He did say to me, he's like, you know, we did actually cut about 30 minutes from the ending. And uh, I got to admit, it did feel a little rushed there at the end of the film. Um, there's some stuff that they, they skipped over in lieu of other things. Like, they didn't even mention the band moving to Fort Collins at all, other than like a, a little like, hey, we're opening. But, hey, that's nitpicking here, because it was a damn fine documentary. It's one of the best rock documentaries I've ever seen. Hell, I'd watched Sound City, uh, directed by Dave Grohl earlier in the afternoon. And I got to say, I think filmage was a little bit better. Uh, not bad. Not bad for a bunch of guys who uh, never really made a documentary before I right, we're gonna get we're gonna talk about all that here in a few minutes uh, I did have a couple buddies of mine they gave me shit for not interviewing any of the descendants or all camp it, but this was this wasn't that kind of event this was more of a party more of a celebration of uh, these these bands and their family and friends and they just happened to invite you know 700 of their closest friends there too um, so I mean, I'm not going to go to a party and corner, you know, Stefan Egerton in the middle of the party and be like, hey, come talk about your life and career when we just watched it up on screen. So we, we skipped out on it. I did have Scott Reynolds come up to me and go, when the hell are you going to put me on your podcast? You know, that's not even a Scott Reynolds impression. I don't even know what that is. It's just me making another voice. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Scott's a buddy of mine. We're going we're gonna to do an interview here in a couple of weeks. He had actually told me that night. He was like, thank God we're not doing it tonight. I'm way too drunk and way too truthful. Um, so needless to say, uh, I did also talk to Stefan Egerton, and uh, he's a longtime friend of mine as well. I uh, spent the night in his house a few years back with uh, Austin Lucas and Drag the River, and I got to, at a 3 o'clock barbecue, got to listen to, you know, Stefan Egerton, Austin Lucas swapping stories about how the band X played a big role in their lives, and that, in turn, influenced this here podcast. So, um, we're Stefan Stephen said that he'd be down, so we'll, we'll see what we can do to get him on here in a couple of weeks or months or whatever. Um, so... 
with tonight's interview, we did this right after last call at the Aggie, or I think as last call's happening. So it's loud. There's a lot of noise. And there's going to be a few edits on this episode as um, I kind of cut out some drunk people who are like kind of yelling at the microphone trying to take over the interview. Um, so, I again, I apologize, but that's that, them's, them's the breaks when you're doing a DIY on-the-go punk rock podcast like this. Is you can't always get the best sound. You can't always get the quietest room. But I am pretty happy with uh, with the interview, the way it works. And, I, I, and hey, it's loud as shit, but I'm still happy with the sound. Um, it kind of goes with the whole thing that we go for, which is like this is just a whole bunch of dudes getting to know each other at a bar, which is exactly what happened. So uh, Filmage is playing this weekend in Los Angeles, August 23rd. Check out filmagemovie.com for more information on where Filmage is playing. Like those dudes on Facebook. They're really good dudes. And uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet, and you get the chance to go see it. It is worth it. You will not be disappointed. Again, one of the best rock documentaries I've ever seen. So uh, let's take a moment here and let's uh, close our eyes and travel back in time to that faithful Saturday in Fort Collins, Colorado. And let's uh, let's meet the directors of the film Filmage. So who are we hanging out with here tonight? Uh, or I guess it's morning right now. So who are you, fine young gentleman? Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson. You were also in Red Animal War, too, weren't you? Correct. That's a band. Uh, I saw you guys play several times way, way back in the late 90s in Longview and or Marshall, Texas. Yeah. I don't remember the shows or anything. I yeah, Lions Dens. Lions Den and Lions Clubs. That was a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, it was a minute. It's good to see you again. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't meet you in any of those shows or any right, of those right. times, but still, I vaguely somewhat remember that from... Awesome. I've lived here 12 years, so 13 years ago. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so, sorry, sorry to derail. Who? Uh, Deedle LaCour. Deedle. James Rayburn. Yeah. And so, all you guys were pretty much the directors, editors, photographers. You guys are the guys who made this filmage happen, right? Yeah, yeah, and we and our other partner, Matt Riggle, who's talking to Bill Stevenson but, <laughs> right but, now. <laughs> and that's, that's a good reason to not be standing here. But yeah, I mean, it's us, us four dudes, man, for three years, been banging on this thing. <laughs> How long? Three? Three years. Three years. Jesus. I mean, yeah. yeah. Three years in October or whatever. Yeah. So. yeah. But it might as well be three years. Yeah. Um, so the Descendants, like we just, I was just ragging on and on about, were a very integral part of my growing up. I can only imagine, they were all about the same age. How old are you guys? Like in your early 30s? Yeah, I just turned 32 last week, so um, integral. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, it's all an integral part of that growing up. Um, but how big a part did they play in your early development of the punk rock years? Or do uh, you remember? No, I remember. They played a big part for me. I mean, I think I just had friends that liked them and gave me a cassette tape. and Summary, and right? Yeah, that was my first cassette tape. But then I kind of went backwards and got the other cassettes. Just a big part of my musical upbringing, <laughs> so to speak. Hey, Matt, what's up, Matt? So, um, okay, so we're sharing stories about how we discovered the Descendants, and we started with you. How did you discover the Descendants? I, you know, I traced backwards. You know, I got into punk and the, or whatever you want to call it, but you know, rock and punk rock music and whatever, and the kind of in the early 90s which is not exactly the uh, whatever the glory days of punk you know but you yeah, can't but that's, you that's, can't choose when you were born yeah, that's when we all got into exactly. it so it's okay I mean we're all still here we're yeah. all still standing so but yeah I mean I I just loved 
you know, I, I liked a lot of melody in the music, and I just was gravitated to those kinds of bands. And of course, you know, Descendants just. I don't know the when you when you love Descendants and all I loved all I, I got into all and Descendants at the same time really so it was um, yeah I mean they became one of my favorite bands pretty quick and nice. been a huge fan ever since. What about you, fine young gentleman over here? Uh, I was I got into all in the you know mid '90s just through my friends listening to them and then you know. It's like I, I listened to a few all records and loved them and you know I picked up a Descendants album and enjoyed that and you know just I, I think I really developed my passion for it though working on this project like I was like oh yeah there's there's you know there's a lot of good stuff before everything sucks you know and yeah. trace it back and it's it's been great. Cool. Uh, for me it's like a Percolator was the first like record, but they had the dot single, you know. And so here's this, here are these records that is they're produced by the drummer, you know. I've never seen the band, and I've never, I don't have the internet to look it up. And I'm noticing, oh, Bill Stevenson plays drums, but he's like the producer, and he writes a lot of songs. And it's like, what is this, you know? I'd never encountered that. And so, uh, and then you know, him and Stefan would produce other bands' records, and so. You know, just seeing this band that literally did everything. You know, they produced their own records. They uh, they all wrote songs. You know, every every member wrote songs. It was very intriguing. And so, yeah, man, Percolator was the first record, and then kind of traced it back. And then as new records came out, uh, forward. So, yeah. So how does how do you guys decide to like you guys work professionally in the film industry of Dallas? which is bizarre to me that there's even a film industry of sorts in Dallas. Um, but that's fantastic. How did you guys make the transition from punk rock kids, played in punk rock bands, doing your thing, to making films? Uh, probably a different answer for everybody. To me, I'm, I don't consider myself a filmmaker. I'm a Descendants fan, and yeah. this was like a thing that was like a very much the cliche, labor of love. Um, you know, so I, that's first and foremost for me. It was like the band, like love the music, the lyrics, and all that. It, it's like it, that's what intrigued me about it. It wasn't like I want to make a film. Now, who's the subject? It wasn't that. It was like here's the Descendants. What can I do? Oh, let's make a film. You know, and uh, but yeah. So always into music, and then kind of fell personally. I fell into like video editing and that kind of thing. And so then they just kind of met. You know, the two two worlds collided for the, with this project. Cool. Gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, it's the same for me. It's like me and Matt played in the band together for years and years. Yeah, what, what, what band was that? 41 Gorgeous Blocks. Yeah, Stefan produced a couple of the uh, records that we did. Cool. And so that's kind of how we got the ball rolling on the project, you know. It's all about who you know. Yeah, we, we would go, we went to the studio with Stefan for the first time, and instead of like recording our own songs we spent we spent the whole day like handing Stefan a guitar and saying you know play scary sad or whatever you know so and then so you know we just started talking about you know the, the, the potential of doing a movie and it was like five years later you know started doing it actually cool so you guys are playing a band together you were telling your story it's the same story I mean yeah, yeah but, we but how did, how did you get into uh, film or are um, you in film yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an editor. I'm an yeah. editor, and I don't, yeah, it's the same thing. I fell into it like Matt, you know, it's just, you know, I, I come from playing in bands, and I had a recording studio for years, and 
I started working in the video industry because, you know, I made 200 bucks a day, you know, recording a band and, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's, it's an accident, happy accident. And, um, I mean, I've been doing that for a long time now, the editing thing. And we, we, you know, we, I, I brought these guys on board with, with me and Matt, James and Justin, and, um, you know, Justin's also an editor, but he's also a deep DP and, and director himself, and James is an editor as well, and so basically got a bunch of editors, you know, on this thing, and then, and then Justin, who, who is, has been shooting a lot more these days, music videos and, and uh, a bunch of other things, so, yeah, man, it's just... And for you, sir, um, anything else to add? Uh, just in general? Yeah. I mean, uh, how did you get? How did you make the transition? Did you, oh, did you go to film school? Did um, you guys go to school for this, or did you just follow? I went to a little bit of film school. I took. I, I almost graduated, but I dropped out to get the job in the industry. But I actually wanted to be a filmmaker before I was really into even music. I wanted to make films when I was really young. And then I kind of like all my friends. We all kind of played in bands together. Like we played in a band together, and they played in. A band. It's like we've all kind of. And then James like was on the road with Red and War for you know whatever. Like always doing stuff with us. So we've always just kind of. It's like our friends have all been. Mu- you couldn't really be a filmmaker when you're really, really young. When we were young, I mean, you kind of could, but you really couldn't make the kind of films that young people can make now. So you could make music. And we all just kind of gravitated towards making music together so that we could kind of do something together. And now that the tools and technology have caught up to where we can make a real film together, it just kind of makes sense that we, we all kind of share the favorite band anyway. Yeah. And we all just kind of gravitated towards film, you know, in different routes. But it kind of just, it just kind of, all of it organically happened, like, you know, kind of in a sense, like our direction in the film and also the film itself, like... You know, all four of us all did what we did on the film, plus more that we didn't know what to do. All of us probably. So, so you guys, you guys finally locked down. You decide we're gonna inter- we're gonna make a documentary about the Descendants. You've worked with Stefan before. How hard was it to get the other guys to sign on? Not at all. Yes. <laughs> How hard? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it was. Uh, it's all a blur in a, yes. in a weird it's, way. It, it has been the, the the most work I think all of us have ever done ever. Yeah. Uh, what what other like I mean this obviously isn't your first rodeo. What other films have you I done? Mean, this is, is there this, anything? This is, this is my, my really? first film. Wow. I've, I've I've edited like a short film and I've edited music videos and like I edited like a documentary for for a company Susan G Komen for the Cure or a charity, but not a feature by any means myself. But yeah, the Matt. large, long format stuff, that's right. what's new, you know, and that's what kicked our ass a little bit, but uh, it, 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 I came from news, so I did news yeah. and documentaries, like that style of stuff, but like a music documentary feature-length was something we none of us had ever done. Uh, well, I couldn't tell. Like, it came off really well. Like, you guys did a I mean, it's this band, job. you know, the scope of this band's yeah. career is insane, so you start with kind of what you know, and... You funnel that, you know, through what you can do and what, you know, what you can get out of people in interviews. Yeah. We didn't do any narration or anything, so we're kind of at yeah. the mercy. But luckily, it's a bunch of, you know, as you well know, the guys in Descendants Mall, 
um, I mean this as lovingly as possible. They're a bunch of weirdos in a lot of ways. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 and I just mean, you know, they're very, very interesting and odd people in their own, in their own ways. But all of them are very articulate and, you know, they, they, they all of them understand themselves so well. That's why they're such great songwriters. And it translates, you know, that the, in the interviews, I mean, you, we could have just cut their interviews together and that could have been, right. it would have held everybody's attention. Nothing but talking heads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the interview process like for you guys? How did you guys prepare? Um, or did you just guys just say, Here, here's a camera, I think let's it talk. Was part, partly, who can we get when, you know, it's a logistics thing. And then, you know, Matt, Matt started kind of coming up with a, an outline, if you will, of kind of some of the high points, that, some of the things we wanted to explore, if you yeah. will. And so we just, you know, you start doing interviews with people, even with a fan, and then you, oh, maybe you, you finally land an interview with Scott Reynolds. You get an interview with Scott Reynolds, and you have a shitload of questions, and then so you, you, you start answer, asking questions, and, you know, a story starts, you know, making itself known, and, and themes start happening, and so you just, you constantly are readjusting as the interviews develop, and you know, new shit's constantly, like, being introduced. People are submitting stuff. Other oh, Bill finds a box of videos in his closet, you know, and, oh, shit, you know, like, we got all this, you know, new footage. And somebody like Dave Grohl comes on way late in the game, you know, and it's like, oh, crap, you know. He's got great stuff, you know. And so you, it's just this evolving thing, and it's constant. And, um, you know, it, a lot of time was spent going through those interviews you know matt transcribed <laughs> sometimes three yeah, like a, i have a 900 page google doc of just the interviews transcribed wow. i'd love to just read that <laughs> yeah. you could publish that as a book maybe yeah, yeah. probably um, so is there anything like you were saying you cut 30 minutes out of the film yeah um is there anything that's like god i wish it's like watching it in front of an audience is there anything you still like wish i had that still in there yeah all of it? No, I mean, yeah, kind of in a way. Like when I when I'm, we're working on the bonus feature, I'm like, oh, I love this. Wish it was in the movie. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Most of the stuff that I really wish is in the movie wasn't. It's just like stuff that the, is at the end of in the end of interviews of old interviews that were like where they thought the camera was off or right. the beginning of interviews. We kind of threw a little bit of that stuff in there, but I mean. It'll all make its way out eventually to the public. We have yeah, a. I mean, yeah, Bill Stevenson alone, his interview is three hours. So any and anything you cut out of that is heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, so because <laughs> everything that guy says is just I, at I, the very least interesting. I did you know? like that you guys kept in the scenes of him like cr- almost crying or maybe actually crying and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was very touching and like my buddies were like, "Dude, I was tearing up at that." So that's that's a testament to the work you guys have done. So. Um, what moments were most I mean I can only imagine as somebody who interviews people like I, Dave Grohl sitting in the room can only be how fucking surreal was that but what was the more surreal moments of actually working on this or well, you, you mentioned Dave Grohl for me yeah. we wanted to get uh, the, the comparison of uh, we, we wanted to kind of hear the Nirvana um even like we wanted to know if Kurt was a fan, little yeah. things like that. But we're not gonna just ask him that. Yeah. So we tried to just not ask him that and just kind of 
And, and, and then he, he pulled out that quote that's like one of the coolest things in there where he draws the conclusion, uh, I mean, draws the uh, comparison, thank you, of, uh, you know, being in a, in a successful band and starting a new band. And, you know, that's very much a, a, a theme in the film. I mean, you know, yeah, one, of, one of the defining moments. And, and uh, you know, when he was saying that, while we were interviewing him, he was kind of realizing it. Because he had just come off a monologue, kind of not bashing all, but saying he's not an all fan. I care about Descendants, not all. And then he kind of thought about it, and he's like, yeah, it must kind of be, kind of suck for all, because it's the same dudes doing the same thing. Yeah. And then he really kind of, then he spit out that thing, and, and it's like, right on, man. It's fantastic. Hi, and then you guys got a hold of him through Bill. Bill went, yeah, I'll call Dave. Yeah, every other channel. Yeah, we struck out, you know, it's hard to get somebody like that guy, yeah. so. But yeah, I mean, Bill I, I, took care I watched, of that one for us. I, I've watched, I watched the Sound City doc hours before I came here, so it's, my whole day has been full of Dave Grohl, but that guy seems like he'd be the coolest guy in the world to hang out with. Was he for those yep. few hours? Yes. Yeah. He was, that was a high point. He was very gracious, very Nice. Did you guys do it at the studio? The six oh six. No, we did it. We did it at like his offices. Okay. Like for, I guess, yeah, just his offices. Which is still a cool place. Yeah. They were actually cutting Sound City in the next room. Oh, nice. Had an editor there working. So I'm sure he's just so tired of being a talking head himself. I'm, yeah, but um, he was he he did not come across that way at all. He just comes across as a genuine yeah. person. Yeah. But what what other moments for it were surreal for you guys? I mean, like. You know, the blasting room was pretty surreal and cool. Like, getting, when it was kind of cold in Colorado when we were doing Bill's interview and being on there, I think that was one of the kind of, one of the more, I don't know if surreal is the right word, but it kind that, of That's just surreal. what I think of in my yeah, head. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I can't believe this is fucking happening right now. I think it was, the, even though the guys in the band, like, you know, someone had a relationship with them, it was really their interviews that really had the... Like, like that music that you kind of hear in the movie. Like, it was kind of that kind of feeling the whole time. It kind of you were on edge a little bit because it's the guys in the band that are really the most like, not just because they're in the band, but they just have the most to say about I don't know everything. You know, I think that those were the moments that all of us came across like really excited about. And then like small quotes from all the other people that we interviewed. Uh, Mark Hoppus had some really good things to say and we were driving home from Oklahoma all the way back to Dallas like all talking about how great his interview went because it went really well you know? did that in Oklahoma? yeah they were playing in Thackerville, Oklahoma wow. at a casino for two nights in a row and we got them on one night because their career is on fire thank you Mark Hoppus <laughs> alright alright um let's see what let's see what I got in these questions here um oh what, what I like about this is you guys didn't go the Kickstarter route. You guys didn't go, hey, we're doing a Kickstarter to raise funds for this film. I take it it all came out of your pockets, um, for, or at least for the moment. I mean, that's not to say there won't be a Kickstarter for the DVD or whatever. Um, I don't want to go too far. But um, how important was it for you guys to just do this on your own without the backing of others? Absolutely. I mean, I think it was we did the movie kind of in the spirit of the band. Like We, yeah. did, we tried to keep it like the band would do it. Short, punchy, and ourselves. You can't really do a punk, punk movie on the biggest DIY right. or one of the biggest DIY bands and then ask for help. Something seems weird about that. And I, I don't know, maybe uh, some of it too is, for me anyway, I mean, well, 
I almost looked up a year into it and was like, oh, we're actually doing this thing. You know, it wasn't like we started and we have this budget and here's we're going to do this now. It was like, oh, well, we can get this. And then it was like, oh, that led to this. Yeah. That led to this. And you look up and you're just kind of invested and you're just, you just kind of go with it after that, you know. Um, but if you have any money, we're collecting change out <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, where did the ten dollar donation go? Does that go to you guys, or that was does it go band to the band tonight? Yeah. The fair band enough. Yeah. That's that and that's to, yeah, and that's fair enough because I know Scott's got to fly in and yeah, yeah. So, well, that that was good. Um, so what's what's next for the film? I know you guys are in some film uh, festivals. You've got an appearance in L.A. two weeks from now. Yep. Yeah. Are you guys going to be there for that? Yeah. Cool. Um, it's in Long Beach, yeah. So kind of their South Bay, you know, the, their home turf for where they started. Yeah, uh, yeah. A couple there, I think. So everybody can shut up, complain. <laughs> yeah, we have. I, I know I'm a Facebook fan too. Yeah, I've oh, seen yeah. all the yeah. all the very vocal fans. And we go on to we're in the Nevada City Film Festival in about let's see. September 6th. And that's Northern California. Yeah, so that's the, that touches the north end there. Dallas then after that, a week a, a week after that, we're going to be at, well, I guess it's not announced yet, but we're in the Atlantic Film Festival, and that's in Nova Scotia up in Canada. Then we're in the Edmonton International Film Festival. We're going to be playing at uh, Pop Montreal. We got Dallas Video Fest. We're talking to some other festivals we're going to try to get down to Fun 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 Fest this year and we have a East Coast showing that I hope is in the works that it's something for New York uh, for, for those like me and my buddy tonight were like in the middle of the movie he's like I can't wait to own this and go home and watch it any idea I can give you a copy for about $400 uh, no, no that's okay um, my buddy Aaron videotaped all of them no not really it's well, a maybe daily process every day yeah. we work towards making it yeah. it's, like, it's closer than it's ever been now I have no idea I, how I would long. say the only, I'd say the four people who want it in the hands of people the most are us you know? oh, of course so, yeah. so yeah that's obvious I mean oh. yeah. I, I meant to ask this way earlier in the interview what, rock, what, what other documentaries did you look at while making this and go like we hope it stands the test of time like this or whatnot was there anything else you looked at? For me, anyway, nothing overtly. It was just yeah. like this, this singular good. band. That's a what's their story? And uh, cool. I mean, you know, yeah. the technical side things came into play, but it wasn't really a model. Yeah, well, that's it's, good. It's kind of like band. It, it, the band is so singular that it's uh, you know I love that like the Ramones documentary, End of the Century. Uh, actually, some of the stuff we did with the lyrics coming on the screen from times actually from that Ramones documentary. Cool. Some like. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what song, but I thought that was a kind of a cool way of like highlighting certain things. So, so the, the opening scene where Bill's driving after the opening credits, I kind of put that together after watching Anvil. It's a great, yeah, I get that. Really That's how Anvil opened yeah. up. It, it used to filmage opened up. We had the oh, the, the trailer and then the like the title sequence, and it opened up. But then we decided we should have something like have a little bit of a city in there and I was watching um, Anvil and it, it did the same thing it had a little teaser up front had a little title sequence and then it showed him showed the guy driving in his little car and I was like 
we have footage that we got of Bill driving in, his, in the van. And so we put it in there and we're like, yeah, this is there's something cinematic about it. So, Anvil. So, Just for that scene. It, I'm really happy that I got to watch it in front of an audience of what, you know, six, seven hundred people. Everybody's yelling and cheering. What is it like for you guys to watch this movie with a crowd? Is it relieving? I, I can imagine after three years, it's very yeah, like, no, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's great. God, it makes it worth it. It's rewarding. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, rules. Since I was shooting time lapse for the film yesterday, it's kind of we're still kind of dropping a few things in. So it's like it's still not the feeling that you get when something's like out the door yet so there'll probably be a couple more audio tweaks I'm sure our audio engineer will do yeah. so once it's like cement we could probably answer that better right sounds good um, so what's next for you guys after this project do you have anything in the works sleep see our families again yeah um, take me I don't know I don't think nothing's nothing's planned but I think all of us feel like we've grown a lot and we've learned a lot I personally feel like even though I couldn't even imagine starting something new I feel like I've, I've learned some skills and I've learned a lot about filmmaking that would probably be a waste if I let it just fall to the wayside so well it's a fantastic film and I think you guys will do really good like, and, and I'm not just saying that because you're staying in front of me because you're ass but it was great like Fucking like we do have a plan to do the Descendants music video the next one. Cool. That's our plan. Yeah. They come out with the album. We're gonna and, do the, video. and apparently they're working on a new album right now is what I read yeah. a couple days ago. So And then Scott Reynolds wants you to record his bedroom, right. uh, bedroom jam sessions. Fun time. Yeah. Wet, wet yeah. Yeah, so well cool guys. Uh, I'll I'll let you guys go because it's late. Uh, anything else you want to throw down, throw in there for the internet listening audience? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, that was fun. Thank you again for everything. Well, all right, buddies. Well, thank you once again to the gentleman behind the film filmage. Hey, buddies, if you guys ever need a narrator, a drunken asshole, or somebody to do some interviews for you guys for another uh, project, hey, sign me up. I've always wanted to make a movie, and I'd love to work with you guys in the future. Uh, Enough of the same with self-promoting. Thanks to the Aggie Theater and Kevin Kirshner for making all this happen uh, in Fort Collins. Uh, thanks to Descendants are all. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't for the Descendants. Uh, thank you for being one of you know my favorite bands of all time. Uh, thanks for just being genuinely great dudes doing what you do. Uh, again, Filmage plays this weekend in Los Angeles. It's going to be making the festival trips here very shortly. Uh, keep an eye out. If you get a chance to see Filmage, please go see it. It was fantastic film. Uh, hopefully, if and when a DVD release date comes comes about. God, I can't wait to see those bonus features, can you? Three hours with Bill Stevenson? Oh, man, I'd eat it up. Uh, of course, I'm a little jealous that we didn't get to do it for this year's podcast, but hey, it's coming. It's coming. It's in the works, friends. It's going to happen. Um, so maybe we'll be able to get some giveaways going when the d- DVD comes out. Uh, go to filmagemovie.com and for more information. And if you're too lazy to go to filmagemovie.com, you can always go to musclesharmlesspodcast.com or mhpod.com. Check it out the website. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. That's the big one. Please subscribe. Subscribe, 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 please. My mommy, my mommy would love it if you just subscribe. Um, and then uh, like us on Facebook. Leave comments. Shoot me emails. I'm really awfully writing back to the emails, but I read every one. I cherish each and every one very much. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for 
checking it out. Normally, we end every episode with a song, but this isn't really, you know, I guess we could have ended with a Descendants song, but you know the Descendants. I know the Descendants. We don't need to end this episode with a Descendants song. So uh, we're just going to go quiet away. You can't talk. Quietly into the night, friends. Again, visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com, filmagemovie.com. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you in the funny pages.